0: Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Jerry Petito show on remember then radio Guys, I've got a really great show for you today Um, I've got an incredible guest co-host who's no stranger to the Jerry Petito show and He brought me a really cool guest. So I'm going to introduce my guest co-host first Michael Wayne Dill. Say hello to everybody
1: hello everybody good to be back Jerry thanks so much
0: oh thank you how about if you introduce our guest
1: I would be more than happy to do that this this guest that we have on here today he is such an incredible person and he has an incredible story to tell everybody today so we are definitely glad you tuned in but we want to welcome mr Robert Charles Apshire
0: hi uh, he's
1: is- you are most welcome. We're glad to have you, buddy.
0: Hey Robert. Hey, how you doing, Jerry? Good, sweetie. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just glad to be
2: here and uh be be able to uh to to talk to your listeners today. Amen.
0: So, um before we get started, I have to give a couple shout-outs in the in the chat room and this is why. We have first of all the Doo-Wop Angel Angel and Steve are the owners of Remember Then Radio. And without this platform, guys, this wouldn't be going on. They have helped keep the music alive through 2020 like no other radio stations. And to be able to interview my guests live through 2020 has helped so many people. So I had to say that. And, um, I want to say hello to Diane and I want to say hello to Babalu because Babalu is always in the front row, front and center seat in my chat room. We just love Babalu. So they're here for you. And, um, you know, why don't you say a little bit, something about yourself, Robert, and then we'll, we'll start this great interview and play some of your songs.
2: Well, obviously, like I said, my name is Robert Abchar. Um, I was known in the inner internet radio world as Rob Charles. I did an online uh, podcast for five years, uh, supporting independent artists, uh, which is where I met Michael and uh, so many more people and uh, just always been a music lover, just always uh, been influenced by music and uh, no matter what I was doing, uh, I did over the road uh, truck driving for a long time and you always got that radio on and just really big into music and just trying to uh, trying to stay positive in, in, in the world that we have going on.
0: You know, I agree with you 100%. Michael, what do you want to say about what's happened?
2: Well, I tell you what,
1: if it wasn't for music, I don't think any of us would have survived 2020 like we did. I'm telling you, music has been the main... Thing that has kept me busy personally and i know it's it's done the same for many others i mean we we all lean to music as that uh that source of bringing ourselves back to you know to to humbleness you know to to just just taking in just taking a second to breathe you know we 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 count on music just that much and i'm I right there with charles when he when he says that uh it has made such a huge difference in his life, and I'm sure it's made a huge difference in a lot of people's lives. And got us through a lot of bad things. Right. Go ahead. The
2: thing, the thing for me with music is it gives me an opportunity to, to just kind of escape. There we go. Yeah. Three or four minutes. Uh, I mean, I know that doesn't seem like a long time, but you know, you let your mind wander a little bit and, and get yourself in that song, and and that's to me that that's the kind of music I like. Those songs you can put yourself into and you can relate to it. Exactly.
0: Beautiful. So before we we start with this interview, Robert, I just want Michael to tell the world once again about your award.
1: The award. I tell you what, the, I was so surprised. You know, because when I first entered, it, it's the JMA, the Josie Music Awards Network. I'm sure a lot of a lot of independents have heard about it. It's it's the, still the largest independent network. Uh, it gives us a chance to, to feel like the big boys, you know, kind of, <laughs> but I tell you what, when I first submitted, uh, the album, um, back at the beginning of 2020, it was actually January of 2020 when I submitted it, you know, I was like, well, you know, it, even if people just, just hear it and you know, that would make me proud, but we ended up getting nominated in two categories and actually one category for, uh, EP, country EP of, of the year for 2020. And that was just amazing. Uh, so humbling, but it just just made me feel good. Made me feel like I was accomplishing some of my music. So I was very grateful.
0: Beautiful, and you certainly are. And you're a star to me, especially. I'm a huge fan. You already know that. Um, Thank you. Guys, we've got a story in New York in a house. Jules is in the chat room, baby. So, uh, all right. So, Robert, let's start with a question and then we're going to play this song. What was the first song you wrote and how did it come about?
2: Okay. So I was, uh, there's a song called she's an angel. Um, and I wrote it in a, (laughs) I was in a deer stand and, um, it was early in the morning and, uh, nothing was going on. Didn't see no deer. Uh, and I was just, my mind was just kind of wondering, And wandering around, and these words just started coming to me, and I was like, okay, I don't have nothing to write down on. I don't. I just got to. So I had to keep singing it in my head, (laughs) where I would remember it when I got off that deer stand, so I could I could write it. Uh, So I mean, probably twenty minutes, thirty minutes. uh, It it took me to come up with everything on the song, Um, and I let it sit for twenty three years. Never did anything with it because I was too busy. I was doing other other work and always on the go, uh, but when I got into internet radio, I met a one of the guys that was a big supporter of my show and in my chat rooms, Mister Bobby Johnson, uh, from down in Florida, and I sent him the lyrics one day. and just like, hey, what do you think about the lyrics? I just, you I, I just wanted a critique because that's what he did for a living. He he, he wrote music and, and sang, and uh, I just wanted his opinion. And he uh, he sent me back, uh, uh, his message was. Can I change a couple words around? He said, I "Kind of, I want to put some music to it." I was like, "What? I mean, I didn't, I didn't send it to you for that." He's like, "No," he said, "This is good." He said, "I like this. You've got something here." Uh, I said, "Well, you know, whatever you got to do." He wanted to change a couple words just to make it melodically correct and, and make it all fit. And uh, and so he did, and, and it took a while for him to get back to 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 me uh, with it. And uh, when he sent it to me, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I had a couple tears coming down my my eyes because I was like, after 25, 23 years, I get to hear what it sounds like. (laughs) And it uh, it, it was amazing. And and I'm very, very, uh, very, very thankful, very, very grateful for Bobby Johnson for recording that song. And um, it's been, you know, a lot of folks love the song.
0: So real quick before I play it, uh, speaking of deer stands, I'm from the country now, a city girl now from the country, but... Two of my up-and-coming incredible uh, country artists, and Michael, I think, knows both of them, um, John Boy Story and Hunter Law, and that is his name, Hunter. Oh, yeah. Hunter. They both yeah. hang out in deer stands and told me a similar story. That <laughs> Yes, yes, so that's really cool. Yes, indeed. That's Unfortunately, cool.
2: Unfortunately, I don't, I don't deer hunt anymore, but that was the one thing that, uh, I, like I said, it was a slow morning. I didn't hear, didn't see anything. Except those words that were coming to me in my head.
0: So, we have another uh, DJ from RTR, Amanda Lay, in the chat room with us today. Hello, Amanda. Um, All right, so you know what we're going to do? We're going to play your song, which is an absolutely beautiful song. She's an Angel. Here we go.
3: So fine. I thought I wonder just how to make her mine. She looked so pretty and smiled so sweet. So I walked right up and I pulled her the bar and got in her car She had a smile on her face We drove to her place We spent the night like no night before And as I left I just walked the door She's mad
0: Such a beautiful song. I mean, thinking how you wrote that really like brings tears to my eyes as well. An incredible well, in, song.
2: In, I had in the interview last night. The guy asked me. He said, "Did you have you know anybody in mind when you when you wrote it? Was it about your wife?" Or and I was single. I had no no woman in my life at the time. I just like I said, the words just came to me. It didn't really have any any meaning in my life, but the words just came to me, and I had to put it down.
0: So beautiful. Michael, what would Thanks. you like to say?
2: Well, I mean, I know,
1: I know as a songwriter myself, you know, sometimes it's not always about what you experience. You know, a lot of times it's what you imagine things to be, you know? Uh, especially when you haven't experienced it yet i can imagine how a lot of these young writers you know they write about grown-up stuff you know you, you 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 see and you perceive things you know in your own way especially if you haven't experienced it so yeah that's kind of unique the way that happens sometimes but my question uh, you know about when you think of a song do, do you actually hear a melody in your head rob or do you just or do you just give it to the writer and, and you're just as surprised at what he, and you know, I'm okay. curious about that.
2: Oh, okay. So like that song you just played in my head, because I had to remember it for two or three hours until I got off that deer stand. I sang that song in my head to keep me, to keep it alive in my head. So I wouldn't forget it. So I had a sound that I, that I was looking for.
4: Gotcha. Never
2: told, never told Bobby what the sound was. Never, Sang it to him. Never gave him no idea of nothing. When that song came back, is pretty much right on exactly the oh, way. Wow. it was in my that's head. amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that now is amazing. The songs, the songs that I've wrote for you, right? Which, which I've written uh, thirty-five songs for you, I think. Now, I've, I've never have. I don't have that that in my head. I don't have the melody. I don't have no nothing in my head. The only gotcha. thing that may have some kind of a deal is the the chorus, maybe. Because you're right. you're doing it two or three times in the song.
1: Sure, uh, sure.
2: But I write it down and I and, and I wish I wish I could be uh more, you know, understanding in my head as to what it's gonna sound like because, you know, I sent it to you. Now the hard part is for you to figure out <laughs> what do you want to make it sound like. You know what I'm saying? Right, right.
0: So amazing. You know, I'm a poet and it just, you know, it's so funny. Like you mentioned a deer stand. Well, I've never been in a deer stand and plus I'm a vegan, but I'm okay with hunting as long as they eat what they hunt. <laughs> um, so, but uh, you know, I I remember actually pulling over in my car one day to write something down. I had to like, look for a piece of paper and a pen because something came into my head. I was like, I have to use that. Right. Like that I have to use. <laughs> so it's that so cool. Yes. It's what, so cool. What
2: happens nowadays is you know I, I haven't written michael anything uh, for a little while now but for a, a while there i was spitting stuff out every day uh it comes to me in the middle of the night when i'm sleeping i'll wake up and these words are just flowing in my head and and i i roll over since i can't write uh, with my hands and use a pen or anything i, I put everything i notate everything into my iphone um but I I mean, that's how everything... It'll just pop in my head, or I'll be sitting there watching TV or something, and there'll be a thought that comes in my head, and then the words just kind of go around that thought. I don't... I know it's hard to explain, but I don't really... I've tried to sit here and write a song. I cannot just sit here and write a song. It don't work that way for me. If If the words are flowing and it just comes to me, I don't really have to put a lot of effort into it. I mean... I make change after I write it down or get it notated down, whichever I, I will go back and I'll re-read, reread it and reread it and reread it and reread it after that and maybe change a couple things here or there. But the, the concept just comes to me. It just, I mean, it just, it's like a, I'm not going to say it's a vision, but it's, it's like a voice I hear.
0: So cool. So cool. So how about the next question? Cause this is, you, you touched a little bit on this, but I want you to really elaborate. When did you realize music was going to be a big part of your life?
2: Okay, so I grew up in South Louisiana in a very, very humbled home. Um, we did not have a whole lot, uh, but we had that radio, and I would listen. Uh, I would listen to WSM. Uh, I think it's uh, AN six hundred and fifty in Nashville every Saturday night. Be uh, listening to the Grand Opry. I'd have my little transistor radio underneath my pillow, and uh, the Grand Opry would put me to sleep on Saturday nights, and I didn't growing up in school. Um, kind of an awkward situation. I, I didn't really belong. I was not athletic. I was not uh, the glee club. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't uh, super uh, the smart smart one. I was more or less trying to get through and maybe figuring out who I am. Uh, but music was always there in my home. We always had Haggard and Jones and. Uh, Waylon and Willie, and uh, I mean every, uh, all the legends of country music. That's what the I grew stuff. Up.
4: <laughs> the
2: and good stuff. When I really, when I really got into it and fell in love with the music was probably around in the high school when I still, I, I I was I was popular maybe for the wrong reason. I was popular. Everybody knew who I was. I knew who they were, but it was I was kind of an outcast, and I was I got into radio at that time. Radio was my friend, radio was my girlfriend, radio was everything to me, and because it gave me, it gave me a purpose, it, it, it gave me something to feel like I was a part of, not being in school clubs, it kind of made it kind of difficult to fit in with people, you're trying, I mean, I'm trying to hang out with the jocks, and I'm trying to hang out with these, you know, popular people, and it just, it, it's, a, it's a whole different culture, whole different, it, it, it wasn't me, so... I turned to radio, and uh, that is when I, I really fell in love with music, is, is when I got into to working in radio and meeting the country stars. My mom and dad took me to Nashville in 1985 uh, for Fanfare, which they call it CMFS now, but met all my idols. I met all of the Oak Ridge Boys, Alabama, uh, Earl Thomas Conley, uh, Merle Haggard. I mean, I met all these people. And, wow. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is cool. I'm 15, 16 years old, and these people are treating me like I'm their best friend. One of the – and he, we just lost him within the past month. I sat and talked with Charlie Pride. Oh. Probably, we probably sat and talked.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
2: Oh, my gosh, dude. We probably talked for 30 minutes. about wow. music, About his life, and, you know, he made me feel like, you know, we were buds even though I'd never met him before and I haven't met him since. Um, the guys from Sawyer Brown. Um, I talked to Martin Miller and uh, Bobby and and Greg and, and Bobby Randall. Uh, I talked to all these guys for, uh, we probably sat there and talked for 30 or 40 minutes.
1: That's amazing. Just,
2: just about wow. life. And I was like, you know what? These guys, yeah, I am starstruck. When I meet, I met my favorite country singer of all time. I hate, hate this for you Michael I mean you. I love your music <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, know where I understand you know where I'm going with this
1: I understand
2: I grew up in South Louisiana biggest probably country singer ever to come out of South Louisiana was uh, Sammy Kershaw oh yeah and I, I've seen him a couple times and I've met him and I was I was awestruck uh, I was standing there like uh, uh, wow
0: you know, yeah. I
2: idolize you and, and, and you're my favorite singer and, I mean, I love the guy's style, his music, everything. And he's standing next to you. He's got the, his own. Right. You guys are taking a picture. And I'm like, I walked out of there and I, I mean, I don't think I, I probably slept for two days. Wow. Well, That's when I fell in, in love with music. When when you just, when you make that connection with people and, and when these stars are, they're stars, but they're they're just people just like me and you. Well,
1: well I'll tell you what, it
2: must, it must've
1: happened to me earlier because I, I was told that I was toddling around in diapers when I first fell in love with you <laughs> I was running around everywhere with my little diaper hanging, singing, toot" too, 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 well, looking like, out my back door. I didn't, so, I, mean,
0: I Listen, <laughs> I was, in, I was in diapers too, baby, but it was Elvis you know, for right? me. It was Elvis <laughs> for me. Exactly. So. Exactly. All right, let's play. Okay. Go ahead. And then we'll play your song. <laughs> As
2: a kid, I would play DJ when I was seven or eight years old, whatever, with the record player. I would play, uh, hell, maybe, maybe as early as four or five years old. But we just had a a record player. I'd just be like introducing records (laughs) and I'd play the same song over and over and over again. right. Hey, you were rehearsing. So, it was all in
0: training. So, (laughs) we're going to play, we're going to play Fell in Love with Music and the singer. You wrote this song, and the singer is Michael Wayne Dill, our guest co-host today. Here we go, guys. Thank you. is singing that song written by robert abshar amazing amazing everyone in the chat room is just loving it they're sending you all kind of beautiful pictures loving music do up angel all of them i want to give a awesome. shout out again to um amanda lay who's in the chat room because her show is at 1 p.m right after mine the paula and amanda show guys check it out so that was such a beautiful song. Um, kudos to both of you for that one
2: i'm very Thank proud you. of it very very proud of that and i'm glad michael uh, i'm glad michael had a big 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 part of that
0: you know um let's play sheltered life and then we're going to talk about that one as well let's play it first um everybody's loving your music so let's give them another one and then we'll talk about sheltered life okay guys Sweet. okay, Thank you. okay. Robert, why don't you tell us a little bit about your radio days during high school and about this song, and then we'll have Michael say something.
2: Well, Like I I said earlier, the reason I turned, and and that song right there basically sums it all up, not fitting in, not knowing where you belong. Got the radio days. I I did intern in 85 and 86, Uh, on two different radio stations. And then in 87, January 1st, 1987, um, I got in with a little AM radio station, which was the number one station in the market. I stayed there for about four years. Uh, And then uh, I went into another FM station after that. But um, radio just, again, I mean, it was, I wrote a song about having what I called the power of the mic. It just kind of made you feel, get that adrenaline rush you get that that power that you feel you belong uh i wrote a song about that also um but i just you know radio was a big part of my 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 high school uh 11th and 12th grade years
0: you know michael what do you want to say about that because the song's incredible
2: well you
1: you touched on that all this was during your high school years now as far as the sheltered life, was, was your dad really, were you and your dad really close? And I know you, once you lost him, you kind of went off the deep end, so tell us a little more about that.
2: So, my my me and my dad were best friends. Um, me and my dad, we did everything, fishing, hunting, just ride around. Um, he was my best friend and, and I'd seen things and my brothers, I have two older brothers, uh, one of them has passed away, but my, I'd seen things that my, my older brothers were doing and I did not want, and i I've seen how it was affecting my dad, and I mm. didn't really want to do that to him, and him being my best friend, I, I wanted to be better than that, so in a way, I kind of, I lived a sheltered life, because I didn't, I didn't want to disappoint him, maybe, um, gotcha. and let them have that control, because, I mean, I just, I wouldn't change anything about it, except the fact that I'd, I'd like him to still be here, but... Um, that's what the sheltered life is all about. Just knowing that, you know, you've got that control. And then he, he died. I was, uh, I was about six days away from being 21 oh. and oh, he wow. passed away.
0: So sorry. Uh,
2: thank you. Um, it, I'm getting a little emotional, but, um, right. after he had passed, it was kind of like, my mom's not gonna tell me what to do. Um, ain't nobody, I, ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. So, All the partying that people did in high school that I wanted to be a part of, but never really did that. But that's what I did when I turned 21 and my dad was gone. That's when I started drinking. That's when I started smoking. That's when I started coming in at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and going to work at 7 in the morning. That was when that came into play.
1: Gotcha. Uh, were Were you, like, addicted? Did you get to the point where you were actually addicted to it, or...
2: No, I mean, the, the drinking. I never. I didn't. Didn't do any drugs. It was. Uh, I, I drank a bunch. Uh, me and Evan Williams were very good friends. Um, and my mom was. It was. It was scaring my mom some because uh, she would see me drunk all the time. Um, wow. Uh, and that's. And that's what made me kick that because my mom. We sat there one day. I. I, I wasn't hanging out with my friend that we. Would, I usually hang out with, and I was at home that night. And she was like, "Who are you?" like, what are you talking about? She's like, who are you? I said, I'm your son. She's like, I just haven't seen this part of you in a year where, you know, you're my son today and you're not drinking. And we sat there and, you know, we had a a good conversation and um, I never really drank a whole lot after that. I mean, I I didn't just throw it away and quit, um, but I, I quit doing the lifestyle that I was doing. Uh, I right. got, got in and met some different friends, um, like today, I mean, uh, the smoking, uh, I quit smoking cigarettes, uh, 22 years ago, um, I haven't, probably haven't had a drink in two years, uh, I just, there's other things in my life, I'm 51 years old, I a have got a grandson who's fixing to be three, um, there's other things in my life that's more important than, uh, driving right. and, and, and carrying on, and, um. But I had to go through that part. I had to go sure. through that part of my life to, to know that that's not what I wanted and get back to that sheltered life, like the song said.
3: Uh,
1: well, Jerry, you know about addictions, don't you?
0: Um, yes. You know what? I'm going to take two minutes and read a poem because I think yes. it's appropriate for this moment. Um, I'm the author of I'm Not an Addict, I'm Just an Ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumb ass because, guys, 30 years ago, I was a dumbass, but this July, 30 years later, I can now say I'm a smartass. Um, God changed my life, changed it completely. I am no longer an addict. I don't consider myself one. uh, Through God, anything is possible. And I just want to read this short poem for everyone and anyone out there who may be struggling. It's called Change Your Choice. I had a life-changing moment that I knew had to be. The only way to change things was to first start with me. So I looked in the mirror and woke up one day and thought to myself I needed to pray. So I asked God to change me, to help me stay strong, to clean up my mess, to write what's been wrong. I cleaned up my diet. I cleaned up my room. I cleaned up all habits with this old dirty broom. I kept going forward and never looked back. I refused to derail, stayed on the right track. I realized my worth and all that did matter through my selfish behavior, the lives I had shattered. I finally decided at 30 years old to stop abusing my mind, heart, and soul. My life-changing choice that I had once made, almost 30 years now, guys, my debt has been paid. So you read all my thoughts on how to stay clean. It's all or nothing, my friend. There's no in between. To live or to die is a choice you must make. Your life is not worthless and you're not a mistake. One day at a time is a slogan you've heard. It works if you work it while applying his word. For you to get healthy, for your mind not to fail, escaping reality will keep you in jail. With addictive behavior, sex, drugs, food, or money, substituting addictions now isn't that funny. I'm not an addict, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. May the good Lord bless and guide you. I just felt like God put it on my heart to read that
1: so, amen Amen, that was very very powerful beautiful words of wisdom words
2: of wisdom um, and that and that's about when when i when I changed things around too when I was about thirty years old i was i think i was twenty nine
1: gotcha-
0: well, well i was i was uh Yeah, I was 30. I'm a little older than you now, yes. Um, Yes, amazing, right? Awesome stuff. Um, I have a few more questions for you, but I don't want to not get to this one based on the time frame. How did you get involved with Michael Wayne Dillon? What's your role with Team MWD Music?
2: Okay, so me and Michael got, uh, he sent me some music when I was doing my podcast and uh, he would send me music before it to a final mix and he just wanted my opinion on what uh what what it sounded like and uh to be honest with you i pretty much liked everything he ever sent me um most of the stuff because i i couldn't just play michael wayne deal on my show not everything (laughs) he sent me got played but I, i i would pick the better ones that i liked most and i would make sure that michael always got play on my on my station on my show um that's how i met I met him through that now it it, it was funny because i I haven't I've never done it before, and I didn't do it since, but he had sent me a message asking me if I could send if he could send me music. I don't know what compelled me uh, but I called him and I never did that before and I never did that since
0: Wait i have to I have to interrupt you wait real quick. <laughs> I did the same thing. Listen, there was something about his message to me and him, and I, and I was like, I love him already. I don't even know him, and I called him.
1: I'm genuine. So, see, genuineness brings out genuineness in other people. So,
2: I mean, that's Michael, the way it is. Michael, and, and during my, before, when I got, first got disabled, I um, called Michael a few times. Um, he was my bent. He was my ear that I could just talk to. Um, and I, and I knew I could trust Michael. Michael Michael's a very, uh, very good guy. Um, he, he was there. I'm just, just speaking the truth, brother. Um, he was there pretty much every Saturday that I did my show. Uh, he was in that chat room, uh, the whole, pretty much the whole show. And I don't, there, there are few people, there's not a lot, but there's a few artists that I met through the five years that I spent on the radio that, I can consider friends of mine. Michael is probably at the top of that list.
0: I ditto that. Ditto that. <laughs> and, and,
2: and and after I started sending him music, and uh, I don't send him music, I send him the words, but after I sent him the words, and it, it's probably two hours later, he's already got a snippet of what he's got in mind on his own. I'm like, this guy is serious about this. You know, at first I'm like throwing these songs out. Mike's like, you're doing great. man. that's great. Lyrics, great. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. All I'm doing is just putting words together that are coming in my head. But he asked me if I would like to write for him. And, and because him and his uh, duet partner had split and they went their own ways and Michael's like, I'm right, but I don't, you know, I'm not, that's not my strong part.
1: Well, I mean, I have, I, I get melodies in my head, and so, I, you know, I tend to write the music first. What I struggle with most is writing lyrics, so I welcome the opportunity to have somebody who can write some good lyrics, because then, you know, it makes it easier on me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now that, well, now that I have the time, and, and, and that I means that's pretty much all I have is time. Right. Um, I, I try to focus on, uh, you know, not just because he's recording my music and if someone else that if, don't get me wrong, if Jason Aldean wants one of my songs, I'm gonna write something. Dang <laughs> <laughs> on right. But I'm but I'm you know, I'm 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 wanting Michael to have every opportunity with with my my my, my, my words before anybody else. I, I appreciate a, that. I, I had another guy in Nashville that contacted me. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's a producer in Nashville that wanted to he, that song, I Fell In Love With Music, he wanted to take that song and, 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 and do it for his artist. Um, and he wanted to redo the whole thing. Strip it down. No. Re, re, remaster everything. Keep the words but sing it his own way and he wanted me to give him the, the permission to do that. I said, at this time, I don't want to do that. Because at this time, we have things with Team MWD Music, we have things that are in the works to where If these things ever come in fruition because of coronavirus, if coronavirus ever goes away, I want Michael to have the first chance with that song. I've had so much positive, so much positive feedback on that song that I wrote it for Michael. Therefore, I want Michael to be the one to to, to get to reap the benefit. Now, if Luke Bryan or Jason Aldean or (laughs) or, or, or Kenny Chesney wants that song, hey, Mike. You're a good guy and everything, but I'm only. <laughs>
0: <happy. laughs> no, right. no, right. no! All right, so listen. But at,
2: the same, at the same, time,
1: Michael, I, I'll get a percentage because I'm a co-write. <laughs> so. I, I mean, we're good. If right, they want to change from right. that's fine. All
2: right. So what what
1: is your role with Team MWD Music? What did I assign you to do, and what do you do the best? And he is okay. he is phenomenal at this.
2: Okay, so what I do is I'm his. Uh, I'm his. Uh, PR and music promotions manager and basically everything that we have that's working in the works everything that has been issued and, and released I'm getting that out to like I did to you Jerry I'm, I'm getting all that music out to the radio stations beautiful um, I, I've sent emails and sent messages to I, I can't even three four hundred maybe radio stations around the country um most of them are like, well know, we we don't play. Uh, in, if you're not mainstream, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna give you a chance. But, um, internet radio has just taken it and rolled with it. Uh, it's probably playing on 60, 50, 60 internet stations. Uh, both songs. Um, I've got it probably playing on half a dozen FM stations in America, and maybe, maybe close to that in in, in Europe. Um, it, it's. You know they send me they send me links. Let me know, hey, your song's gonna be played between this time and that time, and and I'll post it and I'll go listen to it most of the time. And it just when you when you hear someone with an Irish accent or Scotland, and it is on their community radio where everybody in a car can hear that song. It, yeah. It's you know it's a feeling, man. I mean it's it's a good feeling. Well, I'm very
0: uh, I'm very good friends with Paul Mack. And he's out of Australia, and he just took on one of my other interviews from RTR last week, said he had to have them. So we'll get this this to him. Okay, guys?
1: That
0: is
2: awesome. Me and and Paul are good friends on Facebook.
0: Um, Oh, there you go. So there you go. Tell him you're my good friend. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Paul Paul is a great guy.
0: I love Paul. Paul So then you can handle it. Yep. Tell him we're friends. All right. So I want to play the song Regrets. Here we go. And uh, again, Robert wrote it and sung by Michael. No, 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 no. Oh no! I did not
2: write
0: that. Oh, okay. I, I take that I back.
2: Did not write that one. Um, we, we, we played the three that I wrote, but because Michael was on the show, I wanted to because this is our latest release and re- latest effort that we're pushing. I want. So to- he's doing his job. He's promoting.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay, so we'll play it and then. I guess Michael will tell us a little bit more about it. Correct? Sure. Alright, let's Need play the song. Here we go guys.
3: I remember
4: my first cigarette. It was my first time. High- Was the first of many regrets. Another need to satisfy. Just like the day we met, Who won't forget. So filled with regret. You never even tried to hide your pain. And no matter how much I loved you. Just another one to try to drown your memory, it haunts me
0: incredible incredible superstars so michael why don't you tell everyone a little bit about that song and then also tell everyone how they can get in touch with you guys
1: we will do may i tell you what this has been so much fun and time does fly when you're having fun <laughs> basically this song is 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 just talking about addiction you know it, one of the things that i see happening around in a lot of people's lives is just you know the power of addiction what it can do to you there and there's so many levels of addiction you know uh, and this this one basically covers you know the gist of starting out you know having uh, problems with alcohol and cigarettes you know but you know the main thing was you know he fell in love with this woman and she was nothing but toxic but he was so addicted to her he couldn't shake her you know so you know that in itself is just, just addiction, you know, and there's so many levels of it. But you can uh, hear this song, you can hear all the songs, uh, uh, well, you can definitely hear Fall In Love With Music, and we're soon to do a, uh, a better, I kind of, you know, sometimes I do songs and, and I want to change them, so I, what I end up doing is I end up sending them and getting, because basically when I write these songs, I use my computer, so I get uh, digital sound. So I like the sound of a full band. So we end up going to a, you know, this was one that we wanted to, to to get out there because it was such a powerful song, but we want to redo it. So you're going to hear different versions of it. Okay. But what you need to do is you need to go to mwdcountrymusic.com. That's our website. You can get all our music right there. So that's where you can keep in touch with us. We can let you know what's changing, what's coming up. And there's a lot of stuff coming up. So you would definitely want to get involved. So mwdcountrymusic.com.
0: So Robert, I want to have you now say anything you'd like to say to everyone listening out there as well.
2: I just, I want to thank you, obviously, I want to thank everybody for uh, for listening to uh, me and Michael and our story and, and continuing yes. to listen to Jerry. The interview has been uh, very awesome. Um, I want to thank everybody for, for being so uh, accepting of our music. I mean, it's very, very humbling when, uh like i said it starts off by me just laying here in 20 minutes i have the words i sent it to michael getting it put out there across the world that is the biggest humbling experience that i i think i've ever uh, felt
1: yeah we just we just hope it helps you know so thank thank you so much jerry for having us on here so we we'll get our music out
0: so i want to thank both of you of course i want to thank my Awesome guest co-host today, Michael Wayne Dill, who's also an award-winning singer, songwriter. And you know how I feel about you. Um, You are. You're
1: awesome. But you you.
0: are an up and coming superstar. You absolutely are. And, you know, I want to thank you for my connection with Robert Charles Abshire. (laughs) I want to thank you for my connection. Robert, you're awesome. In spite of, you know, what you've had to overcome. You are incredible, and you know making songwriting your passion is what was needed. It's it's what was needed for everyone. Amen. For, Amen. for everyone. My,
2: my, my brother told me the other day. He said this may your situation may have come about for you to do exactly what you're doing right now.
0: And I'm I drunk. I okay. agree. Wow, I agree. Um. So what I'm going to do now is I want to say thank you to everyone in the chat room. Thank you to everyone out there listening. Again, thank you to Remember Then Radio for this incredible platform. Um, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to close the show with your song, She's an Angel, because people have come in that weren't in on the beginning. And I think that's appropriate for us to close the show with. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's
1: okay? a great song.
0: All right. Very okay. humble. Thank you so much. And thank you, guys. Here we go. She's an angel we
3: in her car She had a smile on her face We drove to her place We spent the night like no night before And as I left I just walked She's mad